Welcome back to another episode of the CG Business Advisor brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. I'm your host, Scott Seidenberg. We have an interesting topic for today. I'll be joined by Pat Schaefer from Talent Strategy Partners as we talk about financial acumen for female professionals. Before we get started, a reminder, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. We're all over the place. And of course, for all the information about CG Tax Audit and Advisory, simply head to cgteam.com. As a co-founder of Talent Strategy Partners, Pat Schaefer works with organizations' senior executives to build and maintain a robust leadership pipeline through succession planning and leadership development. Fundamental to this expertise is her ability to create behavioral roadmaps to reinforce company culture and enhance organization effectiveness. Pat is a frequent speaker and has written articles on organization culture, leadership development, succession planning, and professional networking. And she's generous enough to give us some time right here on the CG Business Advisor. Pat, talk to me about financial acumen. Uh, why is it so important for businesses, profitability, and for individuals for career advancement? Well, you know, financial acumen is really the backbone of any effective corporate leader. I don't care what functional area you are in, and especially if you're in a, a, a non-revenue producing area like HR, human resources, you have to get the numbers. You got to be able to speak with fluency about the financial matters, the metrics, and the business results. Um, it's just fundamental to sound business decision making. Um, and, and since you know, financial performance is a lagging indicator, you really need financial acumen to understand what levers to pull to drive those financial results. So for women in particular, why is it why is it extra important for them to develop financial acumen? Well, you've heard the old adage, we women have to work twice as hard and be twice as smart as our male colleagues if we're going to get ahead. Unfortunately, um, yes. <laughs> so, so while many of our male colleagues in the organization are pulled up by other men at higher levels in the organization, women don't often have that kind of sponsorship. So they have to work harder to be recognized and they need financial acumen to be perceived as credible and competent. Um, otherwise, they're just not taken seriously for advancement and, and ultimately they never gain that proverbial seat at the table. Mm. Do you see that changing though over the years? Like has it, has it gone in a positive direction lately in your opinion? Well, I think it has because I think women are starting to catch on. Um, the women that we've studied, and we've studied successful C-level women in across industries, and these women make it a point to understand and be able to work the numbers and be able to speak to those numbers in a way that everybody can understand. Mm. The men, the people who report to them, the people on their team, um, they, you know, they just have a way of communicating it that is understandable and not intimidating. So do you see men and women viewing how they develop financial knowledge differently? Well, not so much developing it. I mean, everybody through education, through practice with crunching numbers in big spreadsheets, um, and, 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 you know, otherwise gaining an understanding of the key financial drivers, that's all the same for everybody. But 
how men and women view that financial knowledge is different in general. And I'm saying in general, because from now on, if we're doing, you know, comparisons between men and women, I just want to make it clear. I'm not talking about absolutes here. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about tendencies. Um, The way women who think about, you know, there are certainly women who think about financial data the same way men do and vice versa. Um, But in general, um, women's observational style tends to be broad, while men tend to focus pretty narrowly on what they they perceive as the relevant information to the task at hand. Um, Whereas women will look more broadly, they'll consider qualitative and subjective data because they believe that numbers don't tell the whole story. That's interesting. So does financial expertise look different for men and women? And and why do you think that is? It does look different. And, And I think it's because men's and women's brains are structurally different. So we assimilate and we use knowledge differently. This doesn't mean that one's better or smarter than the other. They're just different. Um, so, so research on men's and women's brains show that the bridge between the hemispheres in the brain, so the right brain and the left brain, are thicker in women than they are in men. And that thicker connection allows for greater communication back and forth between the two hemispheres. So it allows women to do something that's called web thinking. And what that means is that, again, women tend to gather more data that pertain to a topic than men do. And women connect those myriad facts and figures faster than men do. They bring together logic and intuition more readily. And in decision-making, women tend to weigh more variables, consider more options and outcomes and see more ways to proceed. And in that way, they can avoid risk. That's really interesting. Uh, So how can this be, and, and can it, be a hindrance at times in the business world? Yes, it absolutely can be a hindrance in the business world. Um, And and the reason is that women's observations aren't always valued in the organizations because the traditional workplace isn't necessarily structured to recognize that wide-ranging and subjective observation. A great example comes from a book that I recommend all of your listeners read. It's called The Female Vision. It's by Sally Helgeson and Julie Johnson. And they tell the story of a a man and a woman walking out of a a sales meeting and they call them Jim and Jill. So they walk out into the hallway and they've just heard their regional manager outline the sales figures that he expects their team to meet in the next quarter. So Jim, who's been busy scribbling down numbers during the presentation says, I figure it's doable if we can get client X to expand her budget by 6% while cutting our costs by 3.2 million. And Jill says, well, yeah, that sounds about right. But did you notice how Ron, who is usually so outgoing and engaged, sat in the back of the room appearing preoccupied and depressed? Jim doesn't really respond because what he's thinking is, What in the world, where's that irrelevant comment coming from? Mm -hmm. She needs to be thinking about how we can make the numbers, not worrying about how somebody else is feeling. So that's just a great example of how men and women can think differently. Jim is completely dismissing what Jill has to say. 
that short changes Jill because it fails to draw on the full power of what she's noticing and what she's placing value on. Hmm. And that's undermining her effectiveness and her ability to feel authentic and to be comfortable expressing her opinions. Now, it also shortchanges their organizations because it narrows the base of talents and ideas from which the organization is drawing. And in a global environment, like the one we're in now, where change is continual, companies need to be smart, they need to be nimble and innovative. And when they fail to appreciate the fullness and scope of what women have to offer, they diminish everyone's capacity to think outside the box. They're putting blinders on people and that keeps people firmly in their boxes. So they lose out as well. Yeah. Uh, so how can a female professional stand out? What can they do to share their expertise, to communicate it in ways that actually resonate with whether it's employers or potential employers? Well, one of the things that women tend to be good at is something we call conceptual thinking. So that's the ability to just take all this myriad and varied data and make sense of it. Um, and they can use that innate ability to communicate and be heard and be understood. So they can talk clearly about the relationships and the connections that they're seeing among these seemingly unrelated pieces of information. They can draw parallels between situations at hand and those in the past. And sometimes using metaphors, especially using metaphors, they help people, other people to understand what they're saying. And they weave all this into a coherent story in a way that makes their audience feel smart with them rather than feeling intimidated by them. Because smart women, um, unfortunately, very often intimidate other people. Unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah. so just quickly going back to the story of Jim and Jill and how they came out of that sales meeting, she could have woven her insight into a logical, cohesive story instead of backing off. She backed off. She didn't make her case. She didn't persist. But she could have said, hey, Ron, you know, Ron's one of our, Jim, Ron's one of our best producers and he's key to our team's effort. He brought in 10% of the team's sales last quarter. If I'm right about Ron and he's struggling with some issue that's going to keep him from performing like he did in the past, we're going to have trouble meeting our numbers. We need to talk to him and find out what's up. If I'm right, maybe we can help him or at the very least, we can make a plan to hit the numbers in spite of his situation. If I'm wrong and he's just having a bad day, well, at least we know he'll know that we care about him. And we can breathe a little easier about making those numbers. Yeah, uh, that's it's a good way of looking at it. Um, talk to me about talent strategy partners. I know you help women develop financial acumen. So what's uh, give me a little more information about talent strategy partners. Oh, sure, I'd, I'd absolutely love to. Um, we, we conduct a full day financial acumen workshop and it is part lecture, um, but mostly it's interactive exercises. And we created it in collaboration with a CFO. We wanted to make sure that that financial, that, that any financial acumen that we were lacking, he would bring to it. It's not finance for non-financial managers, but we do give participants 
financial statements for the purpose of getting them to notice things about the data, you know, use that conceptual thinking that they're good at. We have them compare and contrast balance sheets, income statements, and cash flows for two different companies. And then we ask them questions like, which company's growing faster and how do you know that? What significant events happened for company A during the fiscal year that are represented in the spreadsheet? What big numbers in, in company B's cash flow tell you about the company's maturity level? What do you think the risk profile of company A versus company B is? So we really get them to dig into the data and not just look at the numbers, but understand the story behind the numbers. And then we spend the rest of the day, as I said, in lecture and in experiential exercises around the non-quantitative aspects of financial acumen, such as this narrow versus broad thinking about financial topics that I've been talking about and the best practices for communicating that financial information so that you are understood and appreciated. Have you ever done any, you know, whether it's uh, webinars or lectures or anything where you're talking to men and helping them think more like a woman when it comes to certain certain matters like this? Yes, actually we have. Um, we've done we we've done the research that we've done around women, we've certainly spoken about, and mostly we've spoken to mixed crowds about that. And the men really resonate with it. One in in one particular instance, uh, one of the guys in the audience jumped up. He held up the book that my business partner has written um, about the topic, which is called Breaking Through Bitch: How Women um, Overcome Stereotypes. And he said, "This is a great book. Everybody should read it. But I just want to know one thing: When are you going to write the book for men? Hmm. Because he could see in there." Um, things that behaviors and actions that women were taking that worked, but wasn't quite comfortable that they would work for him. And, it, it, you know, in exactly the same way. And so um, we actually have, it, my partner has actually written the book for men, it's called Collaboration Code. Um, and it talks, it's, it's, this, it's looking at the way men lead collaboratively and inclusively. Yeah, I love that. I was thinking maybe breaking through bitch, so jolting through jerk or something like that. You know? uh, <laughs> we, oh, you, you have no idea the titles that we thought about and discarded. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Pat, are there, are there any other resources that females can use to hone their financial skills? Well, yeah. I mean, I did a little research on this before we got on the podcast, and there are some really good um, formal education courses that are available online. And I do recommend if a woman or a man doesn't have um, the financial background that they need to seek out formal education, but there are free online courses um, like Coursera, edX, Udemy, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, um, but, but they offer both free programs and some of them off, also offer um, paid certificate programs, or you can enroll in an MBA program, which is, you know, um, much more intensive work. Mm -hmm. They can find a mentor, a senior colleague, or somebody even outside their own organization who can provide them with support and advice and education around how the financial aspects of business work. Um, and they can read up on how women think differently. So the book, The Female Vision that I mentioned earlier, the two books that, that my partner has written, 
And then there are also two articles that I recommend. One is in um, Harvard Business Review. It's called Research, How Adding Women to the C-Suite Changes How Companies Think. And then one in the Huff Post, which is online, um, You Don't Think Like I Do, Why Activist Investors Target Female CEOs. And we've seen a lot of that going on with mm-hmm. um, male investors really going after the jugular on, on the women CEOs. Yeah, absolutely. Where can people go for more information about you, Pat, and more information about Talent Strategy Partners? Well, we have a website. It's called, oddly enough, talentstrategypartners.com. Um, there's a lot of information about us there, and it, there is a contact link. So if you'd like to speak with us directly, um, there's a phone number there. There's an email address there, and we'd just love to talk to anybody who's interested in uh, you know, doing a deeper dive into some of these issues. Great information, Pat. Really appreciate your time and your insight on this podcast, and look forward to chatting with you again soon. This is really great stuff. I enjoyed it too. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. Such great information from Pat Schaefer. And feel free to check her out and all the resources that she had mentioned. Uh, Financial acumen for female professionals is a very important topic. And uh, we've seen the changes over the years. That's why I wanted to ask her about that. She's seen it as well, but there's still so much more growing that and change that needs to happen. Don't forget, you could subscribe, rate, and review the CG Business Advisor wherever you get your podcasts from, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, you can check out cgteam.com for all the information about CG Tax Audit and Advisory. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We will talk to you next time right here on the CG Business Advisor. <laughs>